And welcome in to the Fun Astrology Podcast for Tuesday, December 29th. Thomas Miller with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Happy New Year. We're kind of having our own little countdown here by keywords and aspects and following the moon around this week's chart. And that's about what we've got to talk about today. The moon overnight in the U.S. moved into Cancer. It Well, it will move in on uh, 5.30 this morning, actually. 5.30 this morning. Luna will be home for a couple of days in her own sign of Cancer. So you'll be touchy-feely and emotional and very sensitive and aware and alert intuitively. And you'll need all of that because at 10.30 this evening, Eastern Time, is the full moon in Cancer. And this is called the cold moon, the cold full moon. Why? Well, it's attributed to Native American Indians who said that this December moon was the one where cold temperatures started to appear. I'm not kidding. I looked that up on the Internet. So you can just take that to the bank right there on a Web page. So you've got to believe it, right? Hey, it sounds good to me. But yes, it will be a very, let's say, warm and intuitive full moon for you tonight. I hope you have a wonderful meditative ceremony planned as well. And that will be a good thing because if we switch over to the keywords, we're talking about the same kind of stuff we talked about yesterday. We really did lay the groundwork, so not much changes. It is the theme of illusion delusion today is kind of the big thing along with conflict. So what you might do, I mean, Neptune is in charge, right? That is large and in charge Neptune mostly because of that square to Venus and any of the rest of the keywords that you don't want to hear is because of Mars, Saturn. But the best thing today is you feel these pent-up emotions that could come up through the moon being in Cancer is A, for the next two days, be aware that those are under there and they might bubble up. And the other thing is to process them because with the rest of those keywords in the chart, you don't want to let those two intersect. So don't let the delusion and the illusion stand between you and doing some really solid spiritual work this week with the moon back at home in Cancer. Now, without further ado, let's talk about the opposite of the moon in Cancer. Let's talk about some fire, some good old Aries, Mars fire. So Steve Forrest, unarguably one of the best contributors to astrology in the last hundred years, and he's not that old, but he's had such an impact. (laughs) But he is putting together his legacy project. It actually was launched weekend before last, right on the conjunction. Beautiful timing. And that is fundamentally based on this new series of books that he wrote called the Elements Series. Fire, Earth, Air, Water. So what we're going to do this week is play you little excerpts from each of those. And we're going to start with the Book of Fire. And the theme that runs through the Book of Fire is... The right to survive, the right to take up space, the right and the willingness to fight to be here. So this is how the book begins. Back in 1978, the late, great, and very complicated M. Scott Peck opened his monumental bestseller, The Road Less Traveled, with a simple statement. Life is difficult. Who could argue with him? The lessons of life seem never to end. Astrology merely holds a mirror before them. It is not magical. It solves nothing. But maybe, by gazing long and hard and bravely into that mirror, 
we can better understand the point of those lessons and the patterns behind them. Maybe with some wisdom added to the mix, life's difficulties are lessened. But it is hard work. If we choose not to bother with it, the universe shrugs its eternal shoulders. We are always free to learn things the hard way. Maybe we look at our transits and progressions for the next couple of years. That can be helpful. I often reflect on my own, and every day I try to help people understand theirs. I hope that the people who come and sit with me leave with a deeper sense of direction and some spiritual encouragement. I will admit it. They also often look kind of tired. Facing life's lessons through the clear lens of astrology is not for the faint-hearted. I respect my clients for their courage and even more for their commitment to living examined lives. But if I wanted to be really mean, I might say, how would you like a free peek at your transits and progressions for the next five years? How's about ten? How's about the next fifty years? By the time we got forty years down the road, the poor client would want to jump off a bridge. I would probably follow right behind. Life is sweet, but life is also relentless, exhausting, and often haunted by tragedy. We have got to take it one day at a time. Simply surviving can seem challenging at times. As we will soon see, that is where the fire signs show their mettle. In all my years as a counselor, I've heard any number of complaints but I've never heard anyone complain that his or her life was too easy. That never seems to happen. We all face disappointments. Everyone has dreams that do not come true. We age. Our bodies fail us. The unfairness and brutality of life appall us as we sit dumbfounded before the evening news. Dear friends die of terrible diseases. We all come to realize that the leading cause of divorce is marriage. Why do our beloved pets live such short lives? Why do friendships fail? Why does a child ever die before a parent? But these difficult things are part of almost everyone's reality. Let's not slip into negativity here. Let's not forget about rainbows and kittens and precious lasting friendships. Let's not forget about Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. But M. Scott Peck was right. Life is indeed often difficult, and treacherous, and dispiriting. We all have scars to prove it. This element of suffering that is woven into the fabric of life can be expressed simply and humanly, without recourse to philosophy. But metaphysically, one way to say it is that each one of us is in a karmic predicament. That is where evolutionary astrology comes into the equation. Your birth chart reflects that predicament unerringly back to you, along with suggestions about the path for getting beyond it. Earth can be understood as a madhouse where crazy souls come to heal. And the healing works, or at least it can work, 
But that healing process is almost never quick. It takes a lifetime, or lifetimes, plural. That step-by-step journey to deeper wisdom and inner ease is reflected specifically, individually, and helpfully in your birth chart. To understand it is to understand with fierce clarity the exact nature of your evolutionary situation, warts and all, and how to get beyond it. Which brings me right back to my ugly, scorpionic thought about driving my poor clients to the verge of suicide by offering them a free lifetime transits and progressions reading. Who could stand it? The work of a lifetime is a familiar phrase. But when you start to think of it, step by step, lesson by lesson, year by year, it's nearly overwhelming. A wise man once told me that while experience leads to wisdom, a lack of wisdom tends to lead to experience. And of course, experience does not automatically equate with growth. Experience must be digested honestly and humbly before it can metamorphose into true wisdom. It is possible, common in fact, for a person to do dumb things and learn nothing at all from them. True growth only happens through conscious, intentional processes. Furthermore, the sole victory we call personal growth does not really diminish the pain of a difficult experience. What it does, however, is absolutely precious. It gives meaning to the pain and shows us a way to avoid it in the future. But how much growth can you take, even in principle? In a single day, we all have our limits. To say it more harshly, we all have a boundary of pain beyond which life would not be worth living. That boundary is hardwired into our mortal existence. I am very aware as I write these words that there are undoubtedly some people who are wondering why they bought this bummer of an astrology audiobook. But please bear with me. The Book of Fire is emphatically not a negative book. This book is a triumphant celebration of the human ability to bounce back from life's nightmares. More than that, it is a practical manual about exactly how to accomplish that. Each one of us has something else hardwired into our souls. That is, a set of functions in the psyche which allow us to tap into our fundamental resilience. The human spirit, in other words, can survive hell and go dancing the next day. Is there anything more precious than that? We all can do it, and astrology can help us all get better at doing it. Well, if your ears enjoyed that, then come back tomorrow. We'll have more from Steve Forrest and the Book of Earth. You have a great day. Go out there and make it fantastic and deal with those emotions as the moon crosses through cancer. Have a great day. Bye-bye.